Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-ounce canvas. As usual, my name is AJ Kierens. I am the conductor. I am your host on this adventure. So we thank you for joining us here each and every week. The response continues to grow. It's been really positive and really just excited to share this experience with all of you. It's a real pleasure to meet some of these great artists from around the country. This week's episode, we featured Tim Skirvin. He's down in the Richmond, Virginia area. We came to learn to Tim and his art through the artwork that he's doing for the Vale Brewing Company, which has just definitely been, been blowing up. They've uh, just celebrated their first year anniversary, so happy anniversary to everyone down there. They were lovely hosts. They allowed Tim and I to come into the tasting room before it was open sat down chatted kind of took it all in and towards the end of the interview you'll hear a little little ruckus you'll hear a little uh rolling stones in the background that's when the shop opened up and the folks came rolling in lining about the door for the cans but it was really great to spend some time with tim really enjoy what he's doing he's got a great uh, company for branding marketing imagery skirvin and croft you can check them out at skirvinandcroft.com. Also check them out via Instagram. Find Tim on there, Tim Skirvin. Found out Tim's from my hometown of Philadelphia. He wasn't, he was born there, wasn't raised there, but we still love it. So Tim is a really interesting guy. He's got a good perspective on life. Him and his wife are world travelers. They are entrepreneurs and really inspiring i really liked learning about their business about how they came to work with matt and everybody at vale and also his his diving in to the tattoo world so if you're checking him out on instagram be sure to see some of the ink work he's doing there it's really exciting he's just a really humble and good guy to talk to he had good energy good direction and good path and it was just a lot of fun and i love these interviews that we had the pleasure of doing this is a in-person 3d interview number three you know met with craig gilbert at new england brewing company jess graham at the alchemist and now we got to meet with tim down at bale in richmond virginia a lot more where that came from so don't go anywhere remember you can check us out via the world wide web be the first in your block to get the interwebs to your home 16ozcanvas.com that's a 16ouncecanvas.com you can find us on Facebook Instagram, Twitter and anywhere else you think is cool just let us know throw up the hashtag pound 16ozcanvas tell a friend and we thank you for joining us here each and every week at the 16 ounce canvas so without further ado I bring to you Tim Skirvin, live from Vale Brewing Company in Richmond, Virginia, right here on the 16-ounce canvas, the art of craft beer, bringing you the artist that brings your beers to life. Enjoy. Cheers. All right, so Tim Skirvin here, 16-ounce canvas, down here at Vale Brewing in Richmond, Virginia. want to you know, thank you for... For taking the time to, to meet with me, I'm really excited. Of course, thanks for having me. Yeah, we 
We don't get a lot of veil up in uh, Connecticut, so thankfully through the uh, trading circuits, I've uh, been able to see the, the evolution of, of the labels and just your, your artwork. But more I want to talk about you as an artist, kind of you know, your background. You know, if you were to give us your, your elevator or your, your bio, <laughs> kind of no pressure, but, uh, yeah. and we can edit anything out at any time. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. I am 30 years old. I was born in Philadelphia, lived there until I was five, and then my parents moved to, my parents are longtime Philadelphia. Born and raised in Philadelphia oh, myself. Yeah. Awesome. So we, have, uh, we will be best friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is kind of a sacred bond. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, my parents are both social workers, and they moved to Virginia Beach, and then I grew up in Tidewater area, like based out of Virginia Beach, and then hung out a lot in Norfolk and Chesapeake and places around southeastern Virginia okay um and then yeah did elementary high, middle high school there ended up going to Harrisonburg Virginia which is in Appalachian Mountains sort of like two hours north east of okay. Richmond um it was called James Madison University okay yeah and then I got a degree in graphic design and printmaking there and then a minor in art history so <laughs> kind of have always been into art for my whole life my parents have always been super supportive of it and when sports and things like that didn't really take for me art kind of stepped in and I worked at a skate shop in high school and I'm totally bouncing around right now but, no I think um, that's 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 the best part yeah so high school I well I was super into skateboarding through my whole like pretty much up until I was like eight Probably, I still am into it, but I don't do it as much anymore. But the, uh, I worked at a skate shop from like 2000 to 2006. And that was really when I like realized that I was like, oh, I want to make art for a living. Like I saw, I followed a bunch of people or at that point it was more like Thrasher Magazine had an art section every issue and would highlight people who were making the graphics. Right. Sort of like how you're doing for the beer thing right now. Yeah. It's like they were doing that for all these skate companies. And so I got to like follow a lot of artists that way and um that was right when myspace was like getting kind of big so it was like being able to i i got into it right at a time where it was really easy to stay connected with people right um which is really cool and got to talking to a lot of artists and then realized that it was called graphic design when you like made ads for the magazine and like so that was sort of my taste into it and then in high school my junior and senior year they opened a program where you went to community college for half the day and they had like CAD, 3D modeling, and then graphic design. So I got into that program and then um, at JMU kind of blew it because that program that I was in in high school, I didn't realize was actually basically the first and second year of a graphic design program uh. at a regular college. So for the first two years, I kind of like wasn't sure if I was going to stick with it because I had already learned most of what they were teaching me and I was also taking like math and science and all these things that I like had no interest in whatsoever which is also funny and I don't I didn't mean to bring this up on purpose but when I was a sophomore or actually when I was a freshman in college Matt had called me right. and was like hey man my band needs a bassist we're about to do these big tours blah 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 and I almost dropped out of college to join Matt's band and I totally <laughs> hadn't even thought about that in so long yeah that is hilarious. Um, Come back full circle. Yes. So Matt and I have known each other for a long time. Okay. Um, he, I, I had, again, it's like where I'm from in Virginia Beach, you've got the seven cities. So it's like 
Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Portsmouth, Chesapeake, Newport News. Uh, I'm totally going to blank on the they're not, they're not listening. Don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're in the 7th city, we, we, we exactly, apologize. Exactly, yeah, the 757. Um, but yeah, so Matt uh, is from Chesapeake, and I had a couple of friends that I played music with. Um, and I've also played in bands for a long time, so that is another part right. of my life. Um, and... Yeah, so Matt was like a periphery acquaintance that I had no, I've known for a long time. He's been, we both played in metal bands for a stint, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, which was funny because I don't know if he would want me to talk about our early metal <laughs> bands, but it's like, it's embarrassing in a good way. Yeah, did you do um, the, the artwork for the concert posters and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was another like early, like I wanted to make, make skateboards and stuff, but I was also playing in bands and show posters and kind of whatever I could get my hands on at that point doing stuff for like my my parents work and all right that. So yeah I remember early on with skateboard decks I mean I had a brief stint where I got into it and I, I think I broke my ankle trying to <laughs> reintroduce my brother to it and I was uh, kind of yeah. like hey, you know what I was never good enough and now now I have this <laughs> broken bone to show for it but I remember like my Santa Cruz deck and we'd see them do all these tricks and it was like uh, yeah. and it was like you're whether you're good or not it was just how cool your board looked it was yep. like, oh, mine is a dragon. Yours just has, yours is blue. Yeah. Mine, mine wins. It's like, doesn't, even, yeah. So that was always, I mean, that was. It's, it's funny because that hasn't changed. I right. mean, I still feel like style is everything. And like that, I think skateboarding taught me that was like, you could, it's all in how you present yourself kind of, because mm-hmm. it's like, even in being someone who's older, who's watched skateboarding do a big loop. Cause now this like 90s style is cool again, where it's right. like everyone's wearing wide leg jeans and everyone like right. even the clothing, everything. It's just like all taking this weird full circle and, um, yeah, just funny, uh, having watched the whole thing. So I was going somewhere with that. And I totally blanked. No, no. You know, I know I agree. I think that it also gives you a cut level of confidence to somebody. You, some folks can rock the the dragon. Other folks are just are the the basic blue guys. And I think it, it kind of allows you to you know extend your character, I guess, a little bit of your your, your persona. Totally. And I think I mean it's all self expression. It's right. like it's how you want to express yourself. And even as an adult now, it's like I have a pin with a joint. On. Yeah, and like I, it's subtle. Like I go to business meetings like this, and it's just like someone might see it and be like, "Are you like, are you high?" And I'm like, no, but I'm I consider myself pro cannabis. So right, right. You know, you want to talk? Um, yeah, I think that's a good way. To also, yeah, it's not huge. You know, ten foot by ten foot billboard in their face. Exactly. It's, it's like, a yeah, like a subtle form of expression. Where, yeah, and people can take it how they want it. Like then that's I invite. Uh, conversation at every turn it's like when you contact me I was like man awesome like I'm just down to talk to people yeah I think that's been really great is I think what I've learned is people aren't don't think of their story as something they just think oh they don't realize what it took to get them there and yeah. you know you're doing the skateboarding and the bands and even just traveling from you know different parts and meeting folks I think people I, I've got a lot of folks who've been like oh wow I didn't realize when you, when you put it in a timeline, like where things have gone yeah. to, to get you to that point. I mean, you, right, you could have you could have been a bass player and who knows, maybe the, he maybe yeah. the tours would have gone better and maybe there would be no veil, right? And yeah. then you wouldn't be, you who know, knows, who knows. Yeah. I like to believe in that. Like everything has a equal, you know, opposite chain reaction type of a thing. Yeah. And it's funny too, so like Matt hit me up um, 
like pretty like I think when this was just like a glimmer in his eye, he was like, "Man, one day I want to start my own brewery." And like I hadn't talked to him in probably like two years at that point. And he just called me one day and was like, "Hey, I'm thinking about this. Like, if I was ever gonna do this, like, would you be into it? Like, would you like want to like?" He's like, "I would want you to do everything." And I was like, "Oh, like yeah, like of course." And I was like, <laughs> "Everything." I guess. And then I was like, "Well, cool." Like, and he was in Ver- I think he was in maybe Norfolk at that point. It was er- like early in his brewing career. I'm pretty sure I couldn't tell you an exact date, but it's like, you know, like he had just dropped me a line and. I was like, cool, and we reconnected anyways, and that was awesome. And then he, like, when it actually became real, he was like, oh, I've got... He's like, I'm picking a city that this is going to open in, and, you know, I'm, like, shopping... Basically, like, shopping my idea around, and or, like, I've been approached by investors or whatever right. it is. Um, and he's like, so we're on. Like, So what do you like, got? And in, in, he was basically like, I'll call you when... Like a check lands and we're moving, and I was like, "Oh, it's like, oh, I didn't know you were serious." Because that was like, again, like it was like, you know, he had hit me up probably two years before anything was ever actually in motion. Right, right. So that was pretty awesome. Um, and then yeah, from there, and then another like six or eight months passed, and I was like, "Is this gonna happen?" And then all of a sudden, he was like, "We need a logo in three months," and we got like, "I need the first four can designs. We're gonna can before we're even open." But like, you know, he was just like. Um, which was super cool. And that came right at a time too, where like my wife, so my wife and I started our business, um, two and a half years ago. And our first, like one of the reasons we went into business for ourselves was we were working other jobs and then we were coming home and we had a bunch of freelance stuff going on. There's a coffee company here called Blanchard's. That's really great. And there, one of them lived across the street from me in college, like sort of like this weird web that's been woven. But um, we had contacted them about doing like a complete overhaul for them, and we did like a new logo, new bags, um, all the collateral, their shelving in the grocery store, all that stuff. And um, then the veil came along right after that, and that was when I was like, okay, cool, I can quit this job and like do this as like a full like right i have work to do now so this is awesome um so yeah i can thank matt for pulling me out of like a nine to five job and my wife too because she was the one that was really like we could do this we could do this and i was like okay we like yeah there you go because i've always like i wouldn't say i've been like a straight shooter my whole life but like you know, I'm a pretty, like, I like to have things in place before big moves. Yeah, the old, don't leave a job, do you have another job yeah, in place? Yeah, and I mean, that's like, I, I attest that to my parents who are very, like, they have set themselves up very well for old age and, like, I don't know, it's just not, like, I think in growing up, it's realizing what what's worth more to you. It's, like, freedom at the moment or freedom later. Right, yeah. And so I think, um, so yeah, so... We went into business two and a half years ago. That's pretty much like when all this stuff started up. Um, and then we actually just got back. We moved back to Richmond on election day. Um, but we had been traveling for like a year and a half before that. So we went abroad for six months and then came back and bought a van and did a full U.S. road trip for like three and some change. And then we were house sitting in Asheville before this. Okay. And then um, have just house sat all over the world pretty much. And worked remotely like we I mean this right right I was doing this the whole time and 
Um, yeah, that's one of the things uh, on the Instagram, Skirvin and Croft, which is your business. It's really nice. I, li- I think it has a, has a feeling to it. It's not just art, 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 or it's very, it, like you said, it's a personal business. It's, it's your passion. And it's kind of, it blends into who you are. I mean, it just makes up who you are as a person is, is the feeling I get from it. I appreciate that. Yeah. And it's funny too. It's like, I've never, I've, I myself and also my wife too, like never, we're pretty, I would consider us just modest. Like I don't, we've never really sold ourselves or try to sell ourselves. And I, we were talking about this this morning, actually. <laughs> um, you know, it's like you go into meetings with people and they've seen the work you've done for other people and they're interested in working with you. And at other jobs I've had, it's been very clear that you need to make statements about yourself and to, like show your confidence in yourself. And I think I've always just kind of like let the work speak for itself where it's like, you know, we've had, we've been very fortunate to work with like successful businesses and right. that should be enough. Like I think as like a graphic artist, at least that should be enough to show other business people that we know what we're like, we're taking care of our end of the deal right. on all this. And it helps that they're uh, all of the people we work with are producing great things where whatever it is like the coffee company and a lot of our work has been food and beverage too, which is kind of like not on purpose, but has worked itself out that way. Like we've done branding for two restaurants in town that are like super successful. And again, like had no idea going into it, what they were going to be. Cause in Richmond, I feel like you watch, restaurants come and go in yeah. six months and I'm sure that's probably everywhere like a, the fail rate is really quick um, and we've been super lucky that the ones that we've mutually chosen each other it's mm-hmm. like oh like their product is amazing and that's cool so now how is your how is your aesthetic differ you know with you and your wife do you have a similar aesthetic not at all no yeah. I'm like really quick, loose. And I mean, I will say like, I can be tight when I need to be tight, but for the most part, my general style is like, I just move really quick. I work really fast. Um, and I like to work. I draw a lot. Like a lot of my stuff is hand done. It's not like, I don't, I'll take it to the computer when it needs to go there. But for the most part, if I can do the majority of the work up front via pencil and paper or whatever, um, my wife is very technically minded um, and is an amazing business person. Like, she runs all of the accounting and, like, all of the business side of things right. and does a great job at that. And then also as an artist or as a designer, she's really good with, like, web design and, like, grid work and very, like, her typesetting is, like, I, I don't know. Like, it, she's just, like, super, like, pixel perfect would be a way I would describe it which is not like me. <laughs> but yeah, the yin, I guess the yin and the yang, and it works And when you're, depending on the, on the idea, the challenge and where you probably end up is a collaborative way in, in a different way. Than- totally, yeah. And I mean, she, like, we, like, she works on something for a little while, and then we pass it back and forth, and same sort of thing. Like, if I've got something going, like, and oftentimes, too, we work on projects, not always as a pair. Like, sometimes, like, a lot of the Veil stuff has been, 80% me and 20% her and then we've had other clients where it's 80% 80% her right. and 20% me but we always kind of throw stuff back and forth where she's like I've looked at this thing too long and you know like does this letter is this letter two pixels over and then I'll take it and hopefully not mess up what she's done but it's like I saved uh, it already so you can play with it yeah. yeah yeah and then same thing like or she'll have me like do a bunch of sketches 
and then she'll take it and make it on the computer. Okay. Um, stuff like that. So yeah, it's definitely yin and yang. Um, now the the, lo- the logo, the the hand with the the cloth. How how did that how did that come together? That. And I should ask Matt probably before I go into too much detail, right. but um, there was a company with the same name currently still. Um, so we had gone through a couple of rounds of logos of just like me delivering concepts to them and us talking through like what it was going to be, what we were looking for. Um, and then there was a halt completely because they were trying to figure out if they could keep the name or if they were going to have to change it or what was going to happen. Um, and then that got cleared up and then like three, Oh man, I'm trying to think that was a long time. Like it was like three or four months. It was just completely on pause because they were working out whatever kind of dealings you do in that situation. And then it was like, this was literally like a, the quickest pen sketch I've ever done in a notebook. And I was just like, this could be a cool idea. And I sent it like, you know, I sent him this in like the very first round I ever delivered. I was like, here's 10 concepts. Like I really like the idea. Cause it's like the, the veil being like Matt's scientific definition of like, that's the nickname for when you pull back the layer on top of like a spontaneously fermented beer. It's like, okay. it's the pellicle is what it's called, but then that's going to be obnoxious. Um, but it's also called the veil. So you'd pull back the veil and have the spontaneously fermented beer underneath. And then I was like, oh, well, something about sort of like, I guess the hand motion of like more of like a Toro or like a, right. I don't even know, but just, I was thinking more of like a excited rather than like carefully like pulling something back. It's like, right. there's an excitement where you just like, it's like, you, I don't know, like Christmas. The, the guy pulling the sheet, the, the sheet off of the, at the table. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 yeah I think, I, I don't know. I thought something in my head was just like, man, that'd be really cool. And then Richmond's a big train town. And that was kind of like, I didn't want to pull that in, but like Scott's edition that being this like industrial sort of train stop place. And this was like, uh, you'd wave, like women would wave goodbye to their husbands. They're just like weird. Yeah. Uh, like, no, that's, I, I tried to tie a lot into that. And I think that it failed. <laughs> like the first time they saw it, they're like, nah, that's cool. Like next. And then we yeah. moved on from it. And then, so yeah, after all the name stuff cleared up, they came back and they were like, we just need to roll with this. And they like had dropped, like, you know, like screenshotted that from like a sketchbook page. I hit right. them and they were like, that's it. They're like, we're just going to roll with it. And I was like, uh, okay. I was like, I'll clean it up. And they're like, no time. That's it. Like just make it usable. Yeah. So literally that's like, I wish I had brought that notebook cause I have it like you still have bookmarked that? on my shelf of like yeah. the page that it's on and everything where it's like, so yeah, I literally just like brought it into Illustrator, live traced it, and that's what we got. So <laughs> I think that's yeah, that's great. And also, which I think is interesting, do you do tattoos like the actual tattoos or the just the design or? No, I'm I'm currently doing the tattoos as well. I'm unlicensed, so that's not a. <laughs> it's kind of a, a backdoor dealing, but yeah. That's just a, a different, a new, a just new, a different canvas. It is. No, it is. And I mean, I, I pride myself in being hygienic about it, and but it is very much like a, not a public, like I don't know. It's such a weird thing because I share it, 
but it is very, like I'm unlicensed and I guess technically in Virginia it's a misdemeanor if you get caught doing that so it's kind of just yeah. like a weird I don't re- I don't know how to talk about it yet so I'm kind yeah. of just like figuring that out because otherwise if I don't post my location online no one really knows right and I just like you know it's like a tattoos are weird it's like a an unspoken social contract like when I'm emailing with people about it like people hit me up all the time online they're like hey when I want to get in for a tattoo and I'll book it with them and I'd be like this is the deal like you don't tell anyone my address or like where I'm doing this you don't tell anyone anything about this really but I'll give you the tattoo and that's cool like what is what is that feeling like I mean it's one thing to have your art on a wall but I mean tomorrow we change the, the scene of the brewery and we paint over it and then you like it's on somebody forever yeah and I feel the way that I feel about tattoos and why I'm drawn to them so much is like it is a marker for where you are at the point that you get it. So a lot of times it's like a milestone for moving forward. Like I, I read a quote recently and it's like, you never get tattooed on the way down. You always get tattooed on the way up. Okay. And that's like something that I've always thought is like, I mean, most of my tattoos are like, I'm like totally covered at this point, but um, just at various points in my life that like, like this is like I had two friends pass away in the same month and I was like I guess coming you know you heal from those things and then right. I was like man I'm gonna get like I've had this image in my mind for a while and I feel like it's appropriate for the two of them got the tattoo and then like kind of was like that was my like peak for morning or whatever right. and then I was like alright cool like I got my thing I can move on from this now and then like also just like I got this in Berlin while we were traveling and then I got this in Asheville when we were there. So it's kind of like a lot of just like markers or milestones and it's not necessarily, like I don't view it as like this heavy concept, heavy, like yeah. I have to think about this for years. It was more just like, man, like this is a cool. You could pick up a postcard, you know that? Yeah, <laughs> I could, yeah. Yeah, right up. It's just different. I don't yeah, know. no, I agree. Something, something about that and then like, you know, I've read so much about just like the pain and like how that is, the, the chemicals you release when you're, right when you are in control of the pain that's being inflicted on you, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, it's so weird to talk about, but like, I guess some people would call it like, a, you're a masochist or like you like pain, but then other people would say it's like, you can like bury or move certain things based on like, if you can control pain like that, Right. It's very weird and very far out. Like I've literally been reading like all the science and I'm interested in these like weird <laughs> yeah, weird aspects of it and I think the reason that I'm doing it on my own versus like a traditional apprenticeship or something mostly was uh, a friend of mine who tattooed my whole arm who's a super successful tattooer now was like that's how I learned like I just got equipment and tattooed all my friends and eventually I figured it out and now I own three tattoo shops in New York City and that's you know that's just the way it goes right he's been in it for like 16 or 17 years now and so I was like all right and he's like plus you know how to draw so he's like it's not the same but you'll pick it up quick and I was like all right so that he helped me get what I needed to get going and then and I think the tattoos I've seen are similar into your to your style, the very, the simpli- the sim- like simplistic lines and how it is, and I think it, they're, yeah, it's very fitting. So I think it's an, it's interesting 
It's, I mean, I think it's interesting. People, and I've always wanted to get tattoos, <laughs> but the idea of what that first one would be and knowing that I probably would like it so much that I would go from like the first tattoo to the sleeves, like pretty quickly. It, it happened. It does happen quick. Like if you if you do it once and you like it, like this is. I have an older brother, and he we got our first tattoos together. I obviously graduated to this, and he has never gotten another one. Like, he was just like, nope, I'm good. Like, I don't need it. I don't want it. Like, I we both got our family crest. Like, I got script on my wrist, and then he got, like, a full-on, like, actual emblem on the back of his arm. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, this is cool. Like, I just like... Like, even just being around that much art in that concentrated of a space, because I think that's one thing I've always been drawn to as well, is just, like being inundated like I loved working in the skate shop because it was like this wall of different graphics like it's almost like a wave it's like you like stand there and you just like magic eye it you know oh it's, I love it I mean I love like when I'm on reddit or other places I'm always checking out the new tattoos or if I'm in line somewhere and somebody's got sleeves I'm like trying not to be as invasive but I'm I'm trying to see what, yeah. what, what going on and then where that, where like what I can infer about them, you know, I, I really find the the crest is something. I was saying before how people butcher the spelling of our last name, so we don't know if when our family came over if it was a traditional Irish IE or oh, not. Okay. So it, so part of it's like cool. not looking too much into it, but if I found that, that would, I think I would I would do the shield type of thing, and go, that would be the starting point. Yeah. So I, it's it's like back and forth like ah, if I find it then it's going to be then it's on and then who knows where it's going to go yeah yeah it's been fun too like a lot of I mean even some stuff for here it's like I've been I draw every day so it's like my catalog if I was better at keeping an actual organized like catalog I could probably have I have thousands of drawings so a lot of the time it's like people are just interested in my art and that's like even more flattering as people just come over or like come to the studio to get a tattoo and they're like, I just want to look through, like show me what you've got. So it's like break out the iPad, break out these yeah. like stacks of paper and just like let people pick through. And then they're like, Oh, that's cool. All right. Like, sure. And it's just like, I don't know. It's a cool impulse. And it's also been that way working with Matt. It's like, he pretty much just throws a name at me. He's like, Hey, we've got this beer coming out. It's called this. What do you think? And then it's literally, I can either like reference stuff I've already done or I can think of something completely new and like, or he'll hit me with like, oh, I want Dracula skiing. Okay. Like, and then yeah. Yeah, I'll just take it and run with it or like the first four. So like when we were going through doing all the logo and stuff, like all the branding, he, there was the four flagship beers that we did like right away too, because right. they wanted to start canning before they opened. So Crucial Taunt, Master Shredder, Sleeping Forever, and Hornswoggler were the first four. And all of those things were literally, I mean, he was just like, it's going to be called this. And he was like, one of them, he was like, I want the color green. I was like, okay. Then the next one was like, oh, the Hornswoggler is this like mythical beast that eats Oompa Loompas. And I was like, okay. And that, you know, it's like yeah. the, the concepts are so broad, but also so like fun and just like, I don't want to call them silly because that is kind of, I feel like maybe a demeaning term, but it's, they're pretty silly. Like it's all very loose and very light. And, um, so it's easy. It's, it's not, I'm like using all the wrong vocabulary. Easy is not the right word, but 
it is everything's fun. Like there's right. just a certain level of fun. And I think that's like when you come in here, I mean, they've made the space very like monotone and easy to digest. And it really focuses on the beer. But then when you look at the graphics and everything that's been produced, it's all super colorful, super like, you know, it's like if we put like put all of the graphics together on a wall, like it would feel like you were in a skate shop. And that's sort of like, I think that explains a lot of why I really like the, the brand that we've built is pretty spontaneous and pretty like there is no brand other than mm-hmm. the logo that you see on right. a lot of stuff. It's like, there's no rules. Like it's pretty clubhousey. Like, I mean, even here it's like, they're down to like, they experiment all the time. It's not about it's, I mean, they want to produce the best quality beer they can, but I think there's probably a lot that never comes out that they test or that they, it's just, it's fun and it's exciting and it's spontaneous and, I mean, even the stuff that they're pumping into the cool shit that you're not going to taste for another two years, like, who knows? Like, I mean, I've literally heard them say, like, I don't know if this is going to turn out, but we're doing it and going to try it. And I find that interesting, yeah. We barrel aged this for 18 months and just like, okay, yeah. like, you hope that that works out. <laughs> I said, I left something in my fridge for 18 months. Like, right, yeah, it definitely would not go the same way. <laughs> but I think with the names, I mean, they're definitely tongue-in-cheek and they play off of each other and even... You know, the doubles or the, you know, how they kind of repeat. And I think, you know, for me, beer, to make beer, I mean, I've tried to homebrew. That was yeah. that was fun. But, I mean, I, I can't imagine on the grand scale, but it's so technical. So I think when it comes to naming, it's probably like I just, you know, I, I've been down to the, you know, the ABV or the, the buoyancy of this and, yeah. like, how much i got to put in at this, like, whatever the name is. Like, that's the least of my worries. Yeah. If people were going to drink it, you know, I could just call it beer one, two, and three. So yeah. they'd probably, like... <laughs> They're probably, you know, like spitting out ideas and then probably sometimes he's probably just fucking with you too to yeah, see what, totally. oh yeah, here's a name. What do, you, what do you got for me? Well, it's like even, I mean, most recently I think it's like fake love, fake people or whatever that just came out is a Drake song. And it's like, I think every once in a while they just put on the pop radio back there and, right. whatever, you know, it's like whatever comes on and they feel good about it. It's like, cool, this lyric works or like this R- thing works for yeah. this beer. And we're back. Take a little break here. Part one, Tim Skirvin. Right here at this 16-ounce canvas. What do you think, folks? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm uh, proud of myself, though. I still don't have any tattoos. Um, so talking with Tim, looking at Tim's images, following along with his most recent projects and his tattooing work, has been more and more thinking about when I should get that tattoo. But for now, we're going to we're gonna hold off. Did see that Tim's going to be in the Brooklyn, New York area near the end of May. So I'd love to meet up with him for a beer, but he's doing kind of a, I think a guest sit-in at one of his uh, friend's tattoo shops. So definitely uh, a little hesitant about going there. and might end, come back up with a bunch of stuff on my arms, but want to thank Tim again for for making the time just like I said it's a it's a fun place to be there's no egos in talking to Tim he's really humble he's got a lot of great stuff if you check out the website 16ouncecanvas.com we threw up a bunch of Tim's images for the the interview text that we put up and I hope folks like that you know we definitely put a lot of time into that going through the artist archive trying to find the art and imageries that represent the story 
give some insight into them as artists, not just about the, the beer labels. So it's really been kind of cool to see that. And Tim and his wife do some really cool stuff uh, for local businesses. They also do some socially conscious you know, activist stuff, uh, donate their time, donate their craft. And so it's been really, really great to follow along with that. And that was one of the things that you know drew me to, to them and getting the opportunity to speak with them down at the, the Vale Brewing Company was awesome. I, I am surprised, though, or maybe I just don't know about it, but I am surprised that no one has gotten the Vale Brewing Company as a tattoo, the logo. Tim drew it. It's in his style. It would make a cool tattoo. So here's our challenge. If you're listening, you're one of the Vale super fans, or maybe you're just a big fan of uh, Mr. Skirvin, and you want to get the Vale Brewing Company logo as a tattoo, we will make a donation to a charity of Tim's choice to make that happen. So, we will offset some of the costs. We'll help you out there. So reach out to reach out to us. Reach out to Tim. Remember, you can find him timskirvin.com, skirvinandcroft.com, or check him out via Instagram, timskirvin, and let him know we sent you. The gauntlet has been thrown down. Hopefully, we'll be able to report back in a future episode of all these folks with their Vail logos and all these donations that we're making to charity. But once again, you are listening to the 16-ounce canvas, the art of craft beer. We do appreciate all your support. It's been really a fun and enjoyable experience. We are here each and every week. Tuesdays, we put up the interviews in text form. So you can read along while you're on the train, on your way to work, wherever you may be, and check out the artist's artwork. I think it's important once you hear them speak to kind of have a visual in your head of their style. Or maybe you want to go back and do it the opposite way. Listen to them talk. Learn about them. Fall in love. Enjoy what you're hearing and then go back and look at their artwork. Whatever you're doing, if you get a chance to go check out their art, like them on Facebook, follow along. All these little things really do help and make an impact. And we do want to thank those of you who have taken the chance, taken the time, I don't know if taking the chance, uh, to edit or not edit. We're going to keep that in there just to show you folks that I flub, flub with the best of them. But anyway, thank you folks who have taken the time to check us out and also leave reviews on iTunes. It does mean a lot. They tell us that it helps us be better placed, make it folks easier to find us. If you're trying to find us online, AJ Kieran's you can always look for K E I R A N S. Maybe it's not easy. The Art of Craft Beer or just check us out 16 inch canvas. However you find us. But with that said, we're gonna get right back into it. This is part two, Tim Skirvin. Live from Vale Brewing Company, you're listening to the 16-ounce canvas, The Art of Craft Beer. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy part two. I have noticed there's a very, like, there's a lot of, like, family-oriented stuff, though, like father, aunt, brother, the thing, if I'm... Yeah, no, you're totally right. I've never, I hadn't really thought about that, and I don't know why. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's, like, stepdad chaperone. Yeah. Um, crucial, lady, crucial aunt. Um... Which that was mostly just a play on the crucial taunt, but right. um, there's the the collaborative beer, the dads. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. With, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's the like I know the dads one is I think was just like an inside joke with them because when they called me for that, 
or I should say Matt is the only client that I have that I'm on a text basis with where right. like, I mean, he'll, he'll contact me at like one in the morning and be like, Hey man, I just had the idea for this. Yeah. And I just have to get it out. Or like, you know, it's like seven in the morning and he's like, he literally just sends me a good morning text and is like, hit me up when you're up. Yeah. <laughs> like, hi. Like the hi. Yeah. Like, all right. He replied and he's like, yeah. yeah, he has like text pre-written waiting to send you like back. Like, totally. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. And I mean, his brain's always running and so is mine really. So, um, but yeah, I know like the, um, the dad's one, he was literally just like, yeah, we were just joking. We want to call it daddy's home. And I was like, oh man. And I was like, I don't know if this is totally legal, but I was like, how do you feel about like, and I, at first I was just thinking, I was like the three, like my favorite TV dads. And then he's like, what if we did like 20 of them? And I was like, that would take me a really long time. Let's somewhere, let's get somewhere in the middle. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. But then it was like, I was like, man, there's gotta be Homer Simpson. There's got, and I was like, I was like, you might get a cease and desist, but he was like, man, he's like, there's not going to be enough out in the world. He's like, we'll, we'll get through these or like, you know, like people will buy these up before yeah. any, and that was one of the first, even see it. That was one of the first veils I had. We were, we went to lock in the music festival. Yeah. And it was me and a few beer buddies. We all kind of, came together and we all brought beers from all over and that was I mean that can itself was just like what is yeah. this you know it was like 10% or 9% well, so yeah, it was, it was like I was like let's do it it was like and I was like whew alright yeah. Uh, yeah there's been it's funny the um, oh man the one that just came out Boys to Men yeah like my wife opened one and was like got through like half of a wine glass of it yeah. she was like well, I don't I can't finish this she's like I think I'm drunk like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, all oh, right, note to self, boys to men is the one. Some yeah. of it's sneaky, a little bit of sneaky punch. Right, that's I think when it, when it's uh, it's done well, you don't notice the, the bite until so the second or third one, and yeah. you're like, what is going on here? Yep. Now, Definitely. because they come out with so many different beers, they're all of them don't have they're like unique labels. Totally. Well, yeah, everything. So we have which the, I really like is the sticker. I think it's yeah. you know, a lot of breweries have done that. I think is a transition I think it's it's still unique it's a compromise yeah because I feel like the other way to do it would be just like text or like write it on with a sharpie or something like I don't know so I do appreciate that it's like we did they have you know stacks of the limited cans where it's just the blank slate right and we just make the label for that um and that system has worked really well for us. It's just like pretty much every other week, you know, I get a list of names and it's, that's the same thing. It's like, do it started out where I wanted it to be like kind of lab looking and like, it was literally just text, text on a box. And then I wish I had stuff to show you. Um, and then kind of got to the point where I was like, yeah, this is just like, this is boring. Like this is a totally, this is another canvas that we could like do something with. And then now it's just like, whatever again like whatever comes to mind or like whatever because it's so small it's like the most I can do is put like a pattern on it or like right. the color even um, but that's just been fun it's like a fun exercise and that evolution when it gets its own label like is there a point where it's like okay this one is we want to we like this one or we be able to get this this hops so we can do this more often yeah or? I don't I honestly don't know a lot of the back end stuff that goes into okay. it but I mean I'm pretty sure it's just like they look at what the people like, you know, it's like people line up and what they say they like. And they're very, I will say they listen to the consumer that's coming in and like, they're very in tune with untapped and all of the different mm-hmm. outlets that people can express their opinions. And, um, 
I think that that just shows just like that's how the evolution happens is like oh like a lot of people are really into this one and we can get that that hop or that fruit or whatever it is so let's roll with that and we'll make that because like even um, I know Justin Otherbrewer he did his first beer and as like a special thing so Justin and Josh are also back there and they both now I think Justin's got a couple of recipes but his first one, we did, like, a crowler label that's, like, a nice, big... It like, it almost wraps around the whole thing and looks mm-hmm. like it's a printed can. And then same thing for Josh's. He did a Belgian quad, and so we did a label for that. And I think it's just, like, a nice marker. Yeah, that's a nice... Too, yeah. Like, um, and then that, too, like, I think Justin's... I don't want to, like, put too many details out there, but... Um, I think Justin's is going to move to be an actual can. Like, they're going to make another batch and do a full can. So that's fun for me, too, because then I take the the first draft, and then I get to, like, build it out a little bit more and make it into the full can. So Now, how was that going to that that canvas? Was that... Was that... It was crazy. I mean, for me, personally, like, I've never... I never really had done packaging on a large scale before the coffee company. And even then my wife was like, that was such a rigid system that my wife handled most of that. And I just kind of got to watch. Um, but with this stuff, I mean, it's interesting. I, I guess I wasn't, I wasn't fully aware of a cylindrical like canvas. Like even when they, when we first laid down, cause you know, it's like you get the template and it's just a rectangle right. and you're like, okay, cool. And I went and, to the store and like I'm not necessarily like a beer nerd either like I wouldn't put myself in that category like I love this sounds bad I love to drink but (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, it's like I really appreciate it and I know that there are a lot of passionate people that are all about it and um but I don't know enough like I don't know the terminology which I think works well too like yin and yang it's like I think maybe the reason that our relationship is awesome is because I don't have any bias like I have no knowledge of (laughs) the things that go into it or the science or whatever. And so it's literally just like unadulterated art versus like, I don't know. I've just seen some people, it's like you take a pattern of this like chemical and like you, it's still art, but it's like based on the brewing process or it's based on this ingredient. And for me, it's just like, ah, it tastes like raspberries. Like, yeah, it's, make this raspberry guy like yeah. I don't know or like as a name that a show, yeah, the guitar player you yeah, know like yeah. rocking out totally so it's been pretty like yeah there's just some total non-bias like I don't really know anything about beer to be able to like draw from that yeah and that's what I said when I started doing this is while I've been lucky to have beer or breweries I really like I've said it's not a, I mean I hope that the beer's good but to me it's about the art you know I've definitely been in a store and I bought beer because I thought it looked it, I mean, if, I'm like, if this beer tastes half as good as this label looks, this is going to be a great night. And you get home, and you're like, all uh, right, well, I'm going to drink it anyway, but dude, I'm not going to be psyched about it. Done that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny, too, because I really like, um, like the Omnipolo stuff. Yeah. Like these weird, there's a couple, and I'm trying to remember what the other one is. There's a beer, it's all these like tiny money, it's like a pattern of tiny money signs, and it's a green label, and it's like killing me that I can't recall off the top of my head. I don't know. There's just like a couple of these like weird conceptual, and I think the beer's called like Easy Green or like just something ridiculous. But um, yeah, it's just I don't know. There's like little hidden gems, and you can like yeah. Uh, I do like Omnipolio stuff. 
the fact that it comes from Sweden doesn't make it very, very reasonable. <laughs> totally, yeah, yeah. It's like it's not one often. bottle. Yeah, right, right. It's but at tree. that point too, it's cool because in the beer world, I think, like I pay attention, like I look at other breweries and what they're doing and sort of where their art sits and because I can't get most of it even if I want like other than if I was like gonna be that person that traded yeah. beer like it's just art at that like it literally is just art like I can look at it but I'm never gonna be able to taste that I'm never gonna know what that beer tastes like or that beer tastes like I, I can just say like I think that's interesting or like I would buy a print like I would buy a print of that artwork right which and that's what I'm starting to feel from a lot of people that I hear here it's like um like, oh man, I really like. I would buy a poster of Master Shredder. Like, I think that's a cool character. Like, yeah. And like, people asking me if I'm gonna like build a whole band or like, you know, it's like little, little things where I'm like, man, I hadn't even thought about that, but that could be really fun. Or like that, there are certain things that could manifest down the line. Or like, it's just wide open. Yeah, because I think that's the things I'm all, like when I'm talking. Like, oh my, the first version I did of this was like this, and I'm like, oh, I'd love to see that. Like, I'd love to see it. You know, yeah. like and. Yeah, they, I would, yeah, and people don't... It's interesting to see where different artists are in terms of their professional careers. Some are just excited to be drawing, and then when they get to the, there's another period where it's like, well, this is my livelihood, and I can run it like a business and still be the same artist guy. And that's, I mean, it's hard for people because art in and of itself is a lot of times not mainstream or corporate. And so to make money, it's like... like but then when it's, but it's, it's no different than any other business. It's just... You're controlling it, and that gives you, you know, more creative. It yeah. actually helps your art in a way to realize that as long as you're, ma- I don't want to say mature, because I don't think you're not. I don't want to call you mature. That would, that would be a stretch. Yeah, I'd be like, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be insulting. You know, like, <laughs> oh, I met, I met Tim. He was so mature. Like, if that's all you took away from this interview, then then I'm really gonna go back to the drawing board. But I just think to manage your time, even doing that, you know, when you're shipping or when you're oh, yeah. printing, and you know that. Well, it's funny too. It's like. Every once in a while, you, there's a business conversation that happens where it's like, this is how we're going to move forward as a business-to-business relationship. But then it's like, oh, but check this out. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, it got this sample back. Or like, oh, I need a, oh, draw Yeti. Like, I need a Yeti, something with a Yeti on it. Like, okay. Like, yeah. And then Sweet. it goes right back. Yeah, it's like you get past those little, like, business humps, and then it's right back to just, like, being this fun. Well, right, because, like, the brewery, everyone see like, comes, they don't see all the hours beforehand, and then they come, and, like, oh, everyone's supposed to be having a good old time all the time with the brewery. It's like, no, we have to, like, measure, calculate, do all this stuff, clean the, gl- you know, like, all this, which we're at the brewery now before it opens, you see all the moving parts. But, yeah, yeah it's like, oh, you're at a brewery. That must be the greatest job. It's like... Yeah, yeah, sometimes. Totally. But yeah. Um, yeah Being a grown-up's not always cool. Well, totally. And I think people that look at it from the outside, too, without knowing the inner workings. And I thought this about skateboarding companies, too. Like, I mean, the first time, like, I think my dream job when I was, like, 16 would have been to work for, like, Transworld. Uh, they'd make, like, skateboarding and surfing magazines. Right. And I was like, man, that would be so cool. But then I was like, oh, wait, like those dudes are the ones behind the computer and not the ones going out to surf or to skate or whatever. Like, so maybe that's not where I like, where, yeah. where's the balance? Like, where can I be somewhere in the middle of that? And I think I've been like stupid fortunate to like land in a position where I am in the middle of that. Like I do spend a significant amount of my week on a computer making stuff, but then I also get to I guess maybe also being in the food and beverage industry it's like I get to enjoy it like I come here and like 
even just like sit in a corner and like just have a beer and right. hang out and like just I don't know it's like kind of marvel at what is what's been made and then also there's like a mutual trust that happens where I know what Matt's making is a uh, top notch and then so it's like I know that I'm gonna put 110% into what I'm making for him because there's just this like circular effort that's being put in yeah and I think that your art is a way to express his vision also so it's it's complimentary you yeah. know without without there might be folks that might not try the beer if they hadn't seen the art or having having a logo and having a brand gives it a level you know of being having their shit together yeah and so it's like okay it's not just some guy brewing in his basement this is the next level and you know that might help yeah and even like I don't know there's just something uh, I, I was reading about synesthesia today for some reason where it's like people can hear a taste or they can smell a vision or like I don't know it's yeah. like you, when your senses mix up or I, I don't know what the proper terminology is but um that's where I feel like Matt and I's relationship is kind of like that, where it's like, maybe I can see his taste or like, I don't know. It's like this weird, I, this is maybe like too far out, but <laughs> it's like, I think about that a lot where it's like the reason that I'm a good fit for certain businesses or certain, or people like my art or whatever, it's probably because I can see something that they can hear or I can see something that they taste or like. I don't know. It's a weird... Like, I, I literally just said thought, thought about this today. I got approached with a synest, synesthetic it was what was given to me. And so I was trying to, like, read about it and think about it. And it's all kind of trippy, but... <laughs> well, I think... Yeah, well, I think with the mind, you, there's a lot of things that you kind of don't realize are going on up there. Yeah. And so totally. it's amazing. Yeah. Right, because you hear a song, it takes you to a place, mm-hmm. a point in time your artwork yep. you know and it has it, it gives you a feeling it releases endorphins and things that you know makes you happier makes you sad or totally and you're not in that moment so yeah. I, I think it's you know pretty wild yeah uh, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah <laughs> if you stop to think about yeah it's like you can think about it for forever this is like gonna turn into a stoner conversation yeah so. right exactly with your button um is which which is your i mean i like a good parent, you don't have a favorite, but which, which, what are the beers that you, yeah, which ones you, yeah. Um, so this is on the subject of synesthesia. Um, so the first time I ever had a Goza was the Westbrook Goza. Okay. It was on like the hottest summer, like the hottest summer day. And I went over to a friend of mine's house I hadn't seen in like two years. And he was just like, oh, he's like, I don't know if you'll like this, but you should try it. And I was like, cool, like, whoa, this is the weirdest thing I've ever yeah. had. Is this beer? Like, is this a beer? And he was like, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's crazy, right? It's like brewed with salt. And I was like, weird, this is insane. And then that I had that, and then it was like another like year and a half or something passed before I had even seen another Goza. And I was like, so weird. And then when Matt started to brew those, I was like, those yeah. immediately take, I'm like, time machine. Yeah. Like, so I have a soft spot for the Gozas for sure. Um, I like most, like almost every double that they've done, like any double IPA, like just super juicy, like kind of yeah. to the point where that's another one where I'm like, is this beer? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like it kind of tastes fruity. Like I'm not really sure if I would call this beer or like if yeah. someone told me, like I, I described one of them as Sunny D. I was like, it literally like gives me the same feeling as drinking like a, 
I don't know, yeah, like a old, like something from my childhood, or like it's like a, a childlike child juice for adults or something. I don't know. You know, they make <laughs> they made a new one. It's like Westbrook, like Key Lime, and I was like, that sounds so <laughs> weird. And I was like. I got like my buddy sent me one. I was like, I really like that. I'm trying to remember. We actually we were in Charleston for a house sit before um, Asheville, and we went to their tasting room and they had a margarita one that was crazy. Yeah, like, and I was like, like these words just don't like make sense. And I'm yeah. like, all right. I'm like, uh, hey buddy, can you give me some more of those? Yeah. It was like, yeah. Um, trying to think. Yeah, and then like. I'm excited. I know they've got a bunch of stuff coming down the line that's like super weird, like the lactose IPAs and. Like, okay. I mean, again, it's like all a big experiment. And like, right, that's what I like. Um, yeah. I, I know also for me, it's like again, I'm I have no idea, so it's like I'll try anything. Um, and the the Belgian quad they just made was awesome. And that was again like, it's all weird. Like now that it's on my brain, it's like. It, I really did feel like we spent two weeks in Belgium at a house sit and there was this little French market that literally didn't speak English and the only thing that we bought from there was like cheese and beer and uh, yeah so now that you tie to other things yeah no I, I, yeah because I had some some travel we've done it always makes you think of this little thing it's like oh yeah. I just kind of escape for a few moments and it's like yeah don't have to come back to reality but you have to do when you're creating do you have uh, like a in your studio, do you have music you're listening to, or do you in your serenity? Like, how do you how do you, how do you do? I have a lot of art from my friends up in my studio, um, and then music always. But it's kind of I like I think another thing about like all weird things that align. But like I've never been partial to one type of music. Never been partial to one type of food or one type of beer like I wouldn't I don't have like favorites necessarily anything it's like I can literally go from listening to top 40 Drake right Iggy Azalea what like or whatever like is on the radio to going to like deep dark weird noise ambient Brian Eno like and I don't think twice about it like it's just all this like I think everything in my life is just like kind of natural flow where nothing has nothing's grabbed me and like pulled me but a lot of stuff has like pinched me like I think that's a weird way to put it but um yeah because I I'm a big Spotify guy and like has your like top songs of 2016 and so that's I feel like that's gonna be my my top of 2017 because I just now listen to that as like this pre-made mix I didn't really know I had yeah and it's like it'll be a song I really like a hip hop song going to like the band you know really like chants and it's like Phineas and Ferb, which my kids listen to, awesome. into like Hakuna Matata, and I'm like, all right, you know, and it's all good. I, I love seeing that. I have a bunch of friends that have children now, and that's like every once in a while you see it pop up on the side, and it's like yeah. Lion King soundtrack, yeah. Frozen. Yeah, like it's good. Like, you know, we try to get them to like our songs. So like every night before they go to bed, they can pick a song they each get, and like that's awesome. It gets a little repetitive at times. I've heard I just can't wait to be king about 15, <laughs> you know, about for two months now. But my oldest son is a little bit better. You know, he likes the band. Atlantic City will say the chicken, you know, the Chicken Man song, and awesome. which is great. Yeah, so it's just it when they had those moments when like, you hear, you know, whip and nene like for a month, yeah. you're just like, all right, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so I try to make like a rules, and it's like, well, you heard that for three nights in a row, you know, you don't know the four, you can't have four in a row rule, and he's like, why are you talking about that? And I'm like, all right, it's just yeah. playing. <laughs> um, man, yeah, studio. I don't know, just like. 
I work most of the day, like on our computers, I tend to work the way our house is laid out. We have like a big open kitchen living room thing. And my wife and I just hang out in there all day, get some most light kind of stuff. And that's usually just like, I don't know, like to zone out. Like if I'm really getting into something, yeah. it's just Spotify radio, like some artists that I like and yeah. just hit play and let it go and not really think twice about it. But like definitely like tattooing and painting, like those things where I'm like, I need something that I know to focus. It's like an interesting thing. Right, because like, the pattern of the music, if it's, if, if you, yeah, if it, peaks in a weird spot then it might throw your focus totally yeah it's like all about cadence it's all about yeah. like just getting time, in that groove yeah. and I think like a lot of my art that I make on a personal level like comes a lot from thinking about stuff I've done previously so I listen to a lot of music that I listened to when I was any, like 18 to 25 or something I go back all the time and like just like pull out a record and be like okay cool like, I haven't heard this in six years but maybe it still holds up and maybe it doesn't I don't know yeah. um, but either way it, sucks, have, when it like, sucks when it doesn't it's totally like, it's, it's, right. but yeah. for most of it it's yeah. like it still has a memory or something tied to it you get a couple it. songs and like add to a new playlist yep. and it's like alright oh yeah like my best of playlist <laughs> is like Absurd. I have like 17 best of players. Yeah. Like they all have like themes that you think is gonna be great. It's like my relaxing. My it's like ah. yeah. I just have an AJ playlist now. I'm just gonna yep. put them on. Yeah. So I don't know. And then yeah, as far as like, luckily it's like Instagram, Tumblr, all of those things. It's like really easy to keep up with my friends that are making art. See, like everybody's sharing all the time. So it's just like, a, it sounds maybe silly to say like I spend some time on Instagram doing like research where it's like I don't I mean comparison is the devil as they say but it's like it's good to, I think it's healthy in like an academic way to like see what other people are making and like figure out where you sit and figure out who you can connect with like I don't know it's just a, a way to like grow as an artist to like like where you used to have to seek out galleries and like go to museums and do that you can now do that from the couch and like cruise a, cruise a tumblr hashtag and see all of the images for that yeah i think thing. the distribution model i think the there's not these eight extra layers of people that you have to sing and dance for totally like you're saying about going to your business meetings yeah like before there might be someone that goes and represents you and like it comes back and just says tim do this then they go back it's like by the time you like pass on the line it doesn't yeah it doesn't it's, it's disingenuous at times. Yeah, totally. I agree. Um, and I was going to say, too, it's something about, like, being from a business side, it's like being a small business working with other small businesses, little to no bureaucracy whatsoever, versus, like, previous jobs where it was, like, a team of 15 people working with another team of 15 people that... Uh, you, it, it makes it you, you submit an idea and it goes around the circle and it, it's like playing telephone it's like it comes back a completely different idea and your name is still tied to it even though it's not right you that was a great design Tim uh, I do that circle the rest of the day totally butchered in totally yeah, yeah. you get it marked up with a red pen and it's like oh so you just want this name and this one font on the bottom and that's it oh that okay. font you drew was great no that was Calibra yeah. I took that from Photoshop <laughs> um, yeah I don't know Inspiration's interesting I'm still like riding traveling I think like yeah. I spend a lot of time looking like I probably took 20,000 photos over the last year and a half and like will go down memory lane probably too many times in a week but 
it's like a pick like we went to like Morocco and Malaysia and like a lot of challenging places and I think while I was there I was so just like wide-eyed and bugging out that I wasn't fully aware of what I, where I was so now it's like going back and looking at all the photos that I took and trying to like slow myself down and like actually get the inspiration from that and like it's just an interesting like processing process yeah um but yeah so drawing a lot of inspiration from that stuff and then mostly I mean with the current political climate and that kind of stuff I like to just draw things that take me away from that so I honestly I think a lot of the stuff I've been making recently is a lot more uh fantastical or like whimsical I don't know what the right word is it's not sci-fi but it's not like I don't it's just weird it's weirder it's a little bit weirder than I've been lately and I think it's because when I sit down to make something it's like I can finally turn off the news I turn off the news turn off whatever else is going on and just like try to go away from all of that right so I don't know it's a new pivot point right it could be a new new style but then it's also, it's funny too, I say that, and that's like my personal artwork, but then all of these people are lots of friends and people who want to be politically active, and that's a way that I can be involved politically act- in my own political activism, is making art for people, like either making signs or make a protest signs, or like, you know, people have hit me up about doing shirt graphics that are fundraisers for these different organizations that really need help, and so that's been cool too. So I should say, it's like 50% rooted in reality and 50% I try to get as far away from reality as <laughs> absolutely possible. So. Sometimes you you, don't, you think this can't be really reality and, and it is. So yeah, One foot in the pool and one foot in the hot tub. That's <laughs> well, Tim, I thank you so much. Yeah. I really, I like your perspective on not only your art, but like life. I think it really, you're a world traveler. I think you kind of, well, your style is always changing because of where you're going, how you're looking at things which I really like and I'm excited to have a couple beers together and um, I think it was really good. Awesome, thanks man. Yeah. Appreciate it. There you have it folks. The Essential Tim Skirvin interview right here on the 16 ounce canvas. This is the Art of Craft Beer Podcast. We thank you for joining us here each and every week. Tell a friend, share a photo, use our hashtag 16OZ. The OZ is for the ounces. 16OZ Canvas. And we'd love to hear from you. So don't be a stranger. Exciting news coming up, I'd say the next week to 10 days, which is an arbitrary number depending on when you're listening to this. We'll be announcing our next 12 pack of artists we have some great artists we've been doing our next round of interviews we'll put out some news on the website about that some really cool folks from around the country decided to join us for this next round and we are super duper excited you can tell my voice right the huge inflection in my voice i'm here in the studio and you can definitely see the huge spike in the audio file it's peaking maxing that shit right out with so much excitement i want to thank tim once again for joining us you can check out his website timskirvin.com skirvinandcroft.com and then tim was talking about all the pictures he's taken his traveling he's doing localspecies.com 
Species is a weird word when you say it. Species. S-P-E-C-I-E-S dot com. You can see more of Tim's work all over his sites. I think the most up-to-date kind of live journal of his art is via Instagram. So check that out. Tell Tim we said hello. And remember, the Veil Logo Tattoo Challenge has been thrown down. Will you be the one? Who knows? But keep in touch. Until next week, we thank you very much. Next week, we have Matt Leach. Fun fact here. Matt and Tim were college roommates, and we didn't know that until after speaking with Matt. Mind fucking blown. We had no idea, kids. It was not a setup. But we thank you. Hopefully you enjoyed the music this week. Bing, dang, dang, and a dodeo. Skin, mom, mom, and a bodeo. All right, folks. Until next week, you are listening to the 16-ounce canvas. Remember, if you just joined us, if you're new to, new to the crew, new to what we're doing, go back and check out the archive. This is episode number nine. Nueve. Yeah. Crazy, right? Plenty more where this came from. So until next time, thank you, thank you, thank you. We are truly, truly humbled that you're listening to us. We appreciate it. We appreciate your time. And we hope that wherever you take us, that we make that experience a little more enjoyable, or in some cases, a little less painless. But we'll be back next week. Matt Leach, we now leave you with a preview of episode 10, featuring Matt Leach, right here on the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. And now did you have on your side somebody who mentored you or kind of showed you the ropes in that regards or was it unfortunately uh, kind of uh, a little fall on your face and kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was a lot of falling on my face for sure, but I had a lot of good good encouragement from people. Um and definitely had some businesses that I worked with that, you know, really allowed me um, to learn from them as well. Um, you know, I know one of the main reasons, uh, you give me, gave me a ring today was because when I work with brothers and, um, Adam Schiffler, one of the oldest brother of the three that opened that brewery, uh, you know, they were opening their business and I was starting to work on my own around the same time. Uh, so it was kind of cool to see, you know, they're on this much larger scale and, you know, on this more production packaged, um, product selling end of the end of the spectrum, but it's cool to, you know, watch them, how they operate their business and kind of pick up a few tips and tricks on, uh, you know, just the management of things there too. But yeah, um, there's also really great, you know, local resources here in Virginia. There's um, like small business nonprofit associations that'll help you consult for free. You know, we'll consult your business for free and uh, connect you to some lawyers and accountant references and stuff. So um, definitely a lot of falling, falling on my face. Uh, but also a lot of really good community support for sure. That's uh, I'm here in Harrisonburg. I think you mentioned, and uh, you know, when I started doing this, I was living in Charlottesville, but um, this both, both, both cities have really great support systems. I think for uh, people like me who are, uh, you know, trying to, trying to make it on their own. And um, yeah, it's really, it's really a great place to, to be for that kind of thing. That's, that's great. And I think that's encouraging. Um, because what we've been doing is we've we've spoken to artists of all different kind of points in their career, and so it's really interesting to see. And you know, everyone, I, I think it's really important to hopefully, hopefully, others are as lucky to have a you know infrastructure like that in place that's that's willing. Because 
I know in a previous life there was a period where I was the kind of the friend who was tech savvy and I did some freelance websites and it was really that was that was always yeah I thought about that as a career but it was really hard for me um, the idea of getting paid for something that people didn't really understand it was you know oh that's how much sure. you or this that that and even even doing this project you know, I reached out to a few folks I respected and I knew I was more just kind of curious to see them in action as a as business professionals but I knew I really couldn't afford mm. their services. But I, you know, but I just wanted to kind of, you know, be be transparent with them and give them feedback on my side of, you know, as a as a potential customer and how, you know, how it went. But yeah. at the end of the day, I knew I had to roll my sleeves and kind of, you know, sacrifice a little bit. And I did a little with Squarespace, which quite honestly has been pretty positive. And uh, but but I totally yeah, for sure, that. it's a good tool. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it's hard to it's a hard thing when you're selling something that's intangible. You know what I mean? Hard hard to do that. Um, so again, luckily, I've been able to pick and choose clients that value that kind of thing, and you know, I really believe in uh, the power of of good visuals and good branding. I think that really help help people can really make or break people uh, in what they're selling. Uh, so yeah, I've been I've been lucky to work with people who really value that, but I understand how hard it is to uh, to sell something intangible and also something, excuse me, something subjective too. You know, um, visuals are really subjective, so. It's always an interesting, an interesting uh, conversation to have with people to see, you know, how much people place a value on that, and uh, when you try and transfer that into a dollar amount, it's really interesting. 